the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Max Willens, IBTimes.com, International Business Times, IBTimes.com. Great website, by the way, Max. How are you? I'm great, Rob. How are you? Good. I'm, uh, I got turned on to IBTimes about six weeks ago, and I've been really enjoying the, um, the types of articles. They, they kind of talk to me. You know, Anytime you can mix business with Game of Thrones, I'm in. <laughs> We're everything to everybody. There you go. Um, you've written two articles recently that I think are very, very important because Apple's getting ready to come out with Beats Music. The Bay Area is starting to get word of it, what it'll look like, what it might not look like. You wrote an article on Spotify, free tier elimination, going to ignite widespread piracy, so says the pirates. Um, what did you learn while studying up on Spotify and some of the situations surrounding them? So Spotify is in the unenviable position of being the streaming service that more people are aware of, or the on-demand streaming service that more people are aware of than anything else. And so they come in for all of the criticism and all of the um, sort of attacks that are, are levied against uh, streaming music services. They've they've had a good start um, to their uh, uh, launch since they landed in the U.S. They they currently have about 60 million people using the site uh, or the service worldwide every every month. They have about 15 million paying subscribers, which is not chump change. And this this year, they uh, their revenues grew to the point that they were a billion dollar business, but they're not profitable. And the label, the record labels that they partner with and who provide them with all the music that forms the foundation of their service feel like the free tier that Spotify has is not making A, the labels enough money, and B, is not doing a good enough job of converting its non-paid users into paying users. Um, And on the money part, or the uh, revenue side, that you can certainly see the labels point. Um, you know, of the billion plus dollars that Spotify brought in as revenue last year, less than 10% of that money came from advertising. The remaining 90 plus percent came from subscriptions. And so Spotify is under a tremendous amount of pressure, um, not just from the labels, but also from Apple, which, as you pointed out, is launching a streaming service. They're reportedly uh, leaning on the labels to get tougher with Spotify to get rid of the uh, ad-supported tier of their service because Apple's service reportedly will not offer a free tier, and and many other on-demand streaming services don't offer a free tier either. 
where does Pandora fall in all this? Because I want to say three or four years ago, Pandora was the talk of the town, and now no one talks about them at all. They've only talked about Spotify and Apple and a couple others on occasion. Pandora seems to have been dropped. Well, it's funny. I mean, Pandora is sort of dealing with a lot of the problems that it's been dealing with for a very long time. I mean, it's growing very well. It's, it continues to grow, maybe not quite at the speed that, that some analysts would like, but it's, it's still not turning a profit either. And they, they're sort of experiencing a much more extreme version of the problem that, that Spotify is. I mean, Spotify, of the 60 million users that Spotify uh, attracts every month, 15 million of them are paying a, f- a monthly subscription fee. Um, and, you know, in the digital space, if you've got a, a product where a quarter of your users are paying for it, that's, that's not really that bad. That's, that's a pretty decent batting average. On the Pandora side, less than 5% of the 80 million users that it has are paying a monthly subscription fee. And so they're basically entirely dependent on advertising revenue. And even though they've made a ton of improvements to the ad offering and they're, they're putting a lot of energy into becoming more visible and more of a powerhouse and more of a player in local markets where they're active, they, it's still very much uh, uncertain that, that advertising can, can turn Pandora into a, a, a very, very uh, profitable company or even a profitable company, period. Is there any value in Pandora? Maybe someone like an Apple would say, this is a good way to get us going or have they just messed it up by going so advertising oriented? Well, the thing that's funny is that you, you're starting to see companies observe what Pandora does well, and they're just sort of incorporating the things that Pandora is good at into their own offerings. So um, this, this week, actually, RDO, which is a, a Spotify-like service that was founded by two of the people that built Skype, they launched something called RDO Select, which is – sort of a hybrid of Pandora and Spotify together, where for $4 a month, what you get is unlimited uh, radio-like services where you can listen to music based on genre, based on particular artists, maybe a playlist that was curated by a DJ or by your favorite band. And then on top of that, you have this opportunity to save up to 25 songs a day onto your mobile device, and you can change that, those 25 songs every single day. So it's, you know, it's not unlimited access to a 35 million song catalog, but it's pretty close. And uh, I spoke with RDO CEO Anthony Bay about this when I was writing a story about it. And he said that uh, they're really looking to capitalize on what Pandora does well because they're going to be launching RDO Select in a number of markets where, where Pandora is not visible. So South Africa and uh, the United Kingdom and um, – Ireland, and so that's that's going to oh, in Canada, and that's going to make them, uh, it, in a sense, it sort of further imperils imperils Pandora because a lot of people are just sort of watching and and cherry picking the best parts and the most appealing parts of their experience and just folding them into their own services. I read your article on RDO, Marion Radio, and the on-demand music, and I found it interesting. The price point that they're focusing in on is three ninety nine. Yes, because that's a lot better than nine ninety nine. Um, it makes a lot of sense to lots of people, right? And it was very deliberate and you th- because you think about a lot of research that's been done in the music space finds that for the last number of years, and this really even goes back to when we were all buying CDs as opposed to 
you know, paying subscription fees, the average American consumer would spend between fifty and sixty dollars a year on music, and. Fifty and sixty dollars a year. You take that on one hand, and then on the other hand, you've got ten dollars a month for Spotify or for Beats or for RDO Unlimited, even. And there's a pretty wide gap between those two numbers. By settling in at four dollars a month, you're creating a price point that's going to make a lot more sense to a lot more people. In the end, who do you think wins? Will there be a winner-take-all, or will these services kind of fold into the bigger players like Apple and Google, um, this is, Facebook? This is, I think, this is definitely the, the $64,000 question, whether there can be, whether there's enough oxygen in this space for lots of people. I mean, if you look at, at video, for example, subscription video, Netflix is so enormous and doing such a, a great job of, positioning itself as sort of the the leader and the only player in this space. And you have to wonder whether a similar thing is going to happen in music. I mean, Apple is certainly well positioned to potentially do it. You know, they have something like 500 million iTunes customers. And depending on how they want to set this up, when they, when they roll their music service out, they could have their service on millions or maybe even tens or hundreds of millions of, of phones with a couple of, you know, button pushes. And it's entirely possible that, you know, they're going to just wipe everybody out and, and become the, the de facto leader in this space. But, you know, RDO Select is very different from what we're hearing so far about Apple's offering. And, you know, it's entirely possible that Spotify could come out with, they're launching a video service in the coming weeks reportedly. And it's very possible that, you know, as these services continue to sort of evolve and grow and uh, tweak the, their offerings, there might be space for, for more than a couple of different companies in this space. How about the moves by people like Taylor Smith, uh, Taylor Swift, where she pulls her catalog from Spotify? I think that that was something that you're going to see fewer and fewer artists start to do, uh, or fewer and fewer artists that can really even afford to do that. I mean, Taylor Swift still sells so much music that she has the, the luxury of being able to take an entire revenue stream and just sort of look at it and say, eh, no, I'm not interested. I can, you know, make more money by going on tour, or I can just lean back and, and luxuriate in the fact that my albums will go platinum or go very close to that. If you're a, a mid-sized band, the odds that you're going to turn your nose up at a revenue stream, even if it's not quite as big as you would like it to be, is are, I think, pretty low. And moving forward, as more and more people continue to adopt these services and as more and more artists start to get sophisticated about how valuable income from these services is, I think you're going to start to see more and more artists embrace the opportunity to make money on these services, even though at the moment it may not seem like an amount that they feel very excited about. I think you have one of the coolest jobs. You're a great writer. I appreciate you joining us today. It's Max Willens with IB Times. You can find him at ibtimes.com. If anyone wants the articles that he's recently written me, you can email me directly, and I'll send you the links to rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Again, IB Times. If you check out the webpage, it's 
kind of cool. It has the type of articles I like to read for leisure. I'm not going to say it's a Rolling Stone, but it's it's pretty good. Take a break here. Be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.